It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill. I do this podcast for Out Sports. You can find all of our podcasts from all of our podcast hosts. I have a very cool special guest today. As you all know, that listen to me and for you, you that are, have never, ever heard an episode of mine, I interview people in sports all over the world, specifically, mostly members of the LGBTQ community from London to Australia, United States, wherever. But I want to take it back to my roots today. And my roots are Georgia. You know, I say Atlanta, Georgia, but I'm from Lithonia, Georgia. And it's, it's cool to get a perspective every once in a while from your podcast host's background. And you can get into where they come from, what it was like growing up, their personal experience, because every, you know, everybody, you just see the podcast or you hear the podcast and you're like, wow, I really want to know what was D Gill's life growing up. And so today I have a guest to help you go through the mindset of what it was like for both of us to grow up in the South in east side of atlanta you know going to high school there at martin luther king junior high school and i hope you really gain some insight another perspective into what it's like um being an african-american in in our type of environment and today my guest is nikki goodson nikki welcome to the game day team hello 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 everybody nikki goodson from atlanta georgia checking in okay all right, there you go. Nikki, so like I explained, I really wanted to take my listeners back a little bit and uh, take a break from this episode, at least from the broad band of people that I interview. And to give everybody perspective, the, the year is what, 2004, I think, freshman year? Yes, freshman year, 2004. High yeah. High school, yes. So, like, just to give a brief background of our high school, our high school was originally, like, middle school and high school combined together. Mm -hmm. So, every year they would add a grade, then they would drop a grade. So, like, if you were playing, like, middle school sports or something like that, by the time you reach high school, it was no need for you to transfer. Like, the school had automatically Mm -hmm. grow, it grew to convert into an all-high school, Okay. So that's kind of like a cool, fun fact about our high school growing up in the sports and the athletic program and the mm-hmm. development of the program at the school that we went to. So yeah. it, it was, was kind of like cool. a leg up because we were there since like, what, 2003 yeah. or yeah, since some people there from 2002. Yeah, 02. So I was there in 02. I was in mm-hmm. the seventh grade middle school mm-hmm. in 02. Um we also had band. We were, we were in band class. I think you were in band too with um, yeah. Travis Kim. Yeah. That's so, how I met you, Nikki. I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't meet you any other way. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. So we seventh grade, it was, you know, indoor. We were still developing athletic programs and extracurricular um, activities for the middle schoolers, even though the plan was to convert into a high school. Mm-hmm. So seventh grade, um, I was playing basketball and softball from mm-hmm. seventh grade. I've always, I've been playing softball since I was like two. Okay. I did rec, um, recreational sports, mm-hmm. um, with parks, uh, local parks in the East Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. And I ended up 
you know, starting my sports career in middle school, kind of progressed to the high school level. And then I went off to the collegiate level. Those are some cool things that, you know, happened throughout our high school career. Like we, we got to see the change and the development of the athletic program throughout our, our younger years. So that was pretty cool. And when I met you in band, Nikki, the, one of the first things people pointed out was that, hey, you see that girl trumpet player right there? Hey, she gay. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, so it, so I yes. look at you, of course, and what? I said, you know, you had that swag about you. You know, you just you just look different. And when I say different in a good way, confident. And my so my question to you is, that was 2004. What was yes. even your coming out journey like? Because by that time, ninth grade, you, you were known as an out. Let's yes. I, middle school, I was out, definitely out. Every I was I was out. I was openly out. So just a brief background. Um, I also have an article through um, Voyage magazine. I go into detail explaining my life story growing up in a homophobic household. Like how was it adapting to things in life that I still deal with today as an adult. So for for starters, if I just when I discovered that my preference was female. It wasn't shocking to me. I was, I'm, I'm always comfortable in my skin, you know? And I think that even, no matter what age you are, whether you're an adolescent or adult, the, the key to life is being com com comfortable and confident with who you are inside, mentally and physically. They'll go hand in hand once you identify your comfort zone of knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, growing up, in my household was very rough. Okay. Um, my father passed in 2009. So it was basically my mom and my stepfather raising me um, the best way that they could at the time. As far as me dealing with girls, my first, I think my first girlfriend encounter, um, I started really experimenting with females like sixth grade, mm -hmm. like middle school, sixth grade. Wow. Um, I always had like a thing towards females like before then I would be like you know I, I played with Ken you know right. Barbie was there but <laughs> I identified more with Ken when I was younger you mm -hmm. know still playing with with my other cousins and local family and stuff like that but I identified with things that made me feel happy or things that made me happy as a child so I had Ken and I had the cars and stuff like that so with that being said, when I got to middle school, I encountered my first girlfriend. We we played basketball together at Salem Middle School. <laughs> oh, my God. Long, my coach was like, long as I'm there for practice. Right. Like, she's like, I know you're into females and whatnot. Just be to practice on time. Um, I was always a, a straight A student. You know, I graduated some cum laude from college. So the academics was there, but I was more so caught up with females, you right. know. So <laughs> just trying to find comfort in explaining that to my parents. Like when you're young, you always want to try to make your parents happy. And that's the life that we that we cater to, that we that we try to strive so much to do is to please our parents and as mm -hmm. I got older I realized that that is not life mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> trying to please your parents and make your parents happy cuts off okay mm -hmm. it's, it's a it's a night and day thing once you identify and understand your purpose here that that alters okay the mindset alters but you know you're up under 18 your parents are responsible for you so with that being said you know you have to 
you know, kind of do what they say, respect their household. So yeah. my stepfather is he he is definitely homophobic. He's still homophobic to this day. Oh no. So yes, yes, yes. However, I, I've learned to accept people for who who they are. Some mm-hmm. people are ignorant to the fact of life. We as people just have to be okay and understanding that people are not gonna going to see life nor perceive life yep. how an individual would see it out of their mind. And so, it comes from a place where they think that your life will not be good if yes. you if you are like this. You will not go yes. to heaven if you are like this. And yes. but but yes. steady doing everything underneath the sun, X, Y, and Z. Right. Worried about your your life. Right. Worried about your life. Like it, it's so structural. The life that our parents raised of raised us off of, as you can see commonly today, mm-hmm. you can't use those same teaching methods with this generation. They're not going to respond the same. Mm-hmm. The mentality is different and things are more accepted now yes, in mm-hmm. life than it was when we were coming up. And I think that's a, that's a major thing that people need to kind of be understanding that you should accept people for how they are. We, Don't we, try we, to control or change people. Just accept them for how they are. Exactly. Nikki, when you were in high school, you were like known as the out. I, I was kind of, I, I dated girls in high school. I was yeah, like myself and you know yeah. it wasn't to college where i finally got to know like all right i don't i'm gonna drop this bi label and i'm just gonna be gay darius is gay yeah but you, you are like who the, you are yeah but in high school you were like wow like she is so confident and i just wanted to take a time to say thank you because yeah. deep down inside i know for me i can only speak for me personally like i looked up to you damn like i wish i really could be out and proud who I like dating these girls and seeing you I think there's another girl in high school her name is Whitley or Whitney yes Whitley yeah she was also out too out and proud in high school and you two were like the forefront I guess in high school and yes Whitney and I hung hung out together I just saw Whitney recently recently she's doing very good I can't really say what she does for a living on here live mm-hmm. but she's doing very very good in life her mom is kind of the ones who kind of helped me um at times trying to deal with my homophobic parents because her mom was acceptant of her mm-hmm. you know she came from a household where her mom loved her for her and she was acceptant of her lifestyle so shout out to whitney yeah. i know you're doing good out here girl <laughs> but shout out to whitney she's shout she's, out to shout out to both of y'all man because that yeah. was uh, there wasn't in the guys that were out to me, Nikki seemed yeah. like they were just, we didn't have an athlete out, male yes. athlete out. It wasn't no male athletes yes. out. And I, and I didn't like that growing up because mm-hmm. I knew mostly everybody who were male and they, you know, were into the lifestyle with other males. I knew who they were. And I don't think it, it was right for the teachers to have made a perception towards you all before, because you all had a certain way of living your life. I didn't necessarily agree with that. And you're right back then, it, it wasn't okay for all the males to be out. But I don't, I don't think that was right. I yeah. think that if, if this is what you like and this makes you happy, then do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just adults trying to set up structure for the youth. 
your preference has nothing to do with guiding you to do the right things in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't need religion to lack empathy. Yeah. So you know what's right, you know what's wrong. And I feel as though that you all should have been more open how, how it is now. Yeah. Now yeah. they're having talk about, you know, genders, Program. you know, setting standards for genders. Yeah, to yeah. even yeah. compete against each other now. Like they're like, oh, well, what are you supposed to do? He's a guy dressed as a femme queen and he wants to compete with other females you know mm-hmm. those type things right. so and i and i think that the high school should allow it mm-hmm. they should allow it because your athletic ability has nothing to do with your preference mm-hmm. going back to that subject of uh the, the you knew some of the male athletes that were part of the lgbt yes. Without naming any names, like mm-hmm. are they out now, or do you feel like that kind of just kind of scarred them in a way, and they're still? I think I think they it, it honestly scarred them, and they're still privately about mm-hmm. their lifestyle. Yeah, and I honestly don't think anybody should be afraid to express who they like or who they are attracted to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bad that society judges people just for wanting to be happy, just for finding a soul, regardless if it's male or female. Because psychologically, when you think about the human race, they judge men. But I know men who are born men. Mm-hmm. I still know transsexuals. I still know trans men who are born the way they are, and they still date the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. They still date the opposite sex. So with that being said that lets you know that their their preference has nothing to do with mm-hmm. how they physically see themselves or how they physically accept themselves and who they are so it was a lot of it was a lot of males that were afraid to say it, uh, especially a couple of football players okay because mm-hmm. i know a couple of football players and i know a couple of um nice looking handsome males that are um trade now yeah. um not publicly privately Mm -hmm. they are trade who experience exactly what you're talking about um and they aren't comfortable with coming out at this point in their life but during high school it was different it was a lot different back then for them but now they're more open you know this our sexuality is more open it's it's more accepting now and and i know a few people that we went to high school with who prefer me and now they're Mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's definitely interesting oh yes definitely definitely and oh my god (laughs) pivoting off of that in the high school level (laughs) you know like you said you were out did you experience any homophobia while at mlk martin luther king jr yes plenty of it oh my god the administrators shout out to dr cannon because she understood she was a woman i don't know if the twins releasia um cannon her mother. Dr. Cannon was one of the administrators that helped me deal with the homophobic male administrators that were there. Mm. If I'm with a female, because you know, we're we're grown now, so we can talk about it. So at a high school level, there were some some administrators who were talking to people in in like, high school like okay, inappropriate relationships with inappropriate relationships yes yes okay gotcha. <laughs> high school year girls yes yeah. yes yes and so with that being said um i was put in iss by mm-hmm. administrators yes just 
because I was seeing with uh, popular females um, getting mm. receiving hugs and you know just loving because I was just that type of person they would they were comfortable displaying that with me publicly or privately regardless if the administrator saw it or not they knew because mm. I was always seen with these females mm-hmm. so with that being said they gained animosity towards me um because they didn't have that same access to those females that they wanted Mm. um while we were in while we were in high school so yes I had to talk to Dr. Cannon specifically you know like look your co-workers I'm being harassed by them because of this 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 and this and and Dr. Cannon both of her daughters are openly lesbians now okay they were not like that when we were in high school but now they are out and open with their lifestyle so that's what I'm saying shout out to Dr. Cannon her mom Mm -hmm. is amazing but she was one of the people who helped me deal with the homophobic males um and our principal not mr dunston what was his name nobody liked him oh, i don't remember God. yeah i remember his name yeah we had a few principals yeah. nobody liked him shout out to mr <laughs> dunston mr dunston is a very good guy he was accepted of my lifestyle being a, a known athlete you have to talk mm-hmm. to these athletes because they're bringing the tourists the the coaches from other cities and states and countries to your establishment. So mm-hmm. I've sat down with these people, talked to them. They knew I was gay, openly right. gay. I just didn't care what people had to say. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like everybody is entitled. Yep. Um, it, like I say, especially me growing up in a homophobic household, everybody is entitled to feel comfortable in their skin yeah. and, and think- live their life comfortably. Do you think being an african-american you we sometimes go through a little bit more different hardships because of you know the cultural background and view on homosexuality period and i will that contributed to how you were treated in high school by the administration yes i will agree with that and yes i think it is a cultural aspect because my caucasian friends love me and i love them and they are more accepting of my lifestyle than more so um our culture is especially growing up i played softball which is a diverse sport and i had a lot of close friends you know from other races who were saying they would tell me you know nikki it's okay you know don't worry about that you know they just don't understand they would tell me this and i and i'm like you know what you're right they just don't understand she was like you know they would tell me you know you're a good person you know continue to be a good person continue you know, to live your life and do whatever you need to do that's best for you. And I got that insight from non-cultural people. They Mm -hmm. were very accepting, very open, Mm non-judgmental, non-judgmental, you know, and I wish that that people from our culture, I would say 50 and above, learn to be more thoughtful of the feelings of Mm -hmm. humans instead of looking at an aspect of judgment when it comes to their perception of people's lifestyle yeah you know your your lifestyle that you live that's it is what it is it's your lifestyle those words hurt you know yeah they do they do and they affect and like i said earlier in the in the um when we first started the interview that really affected me to this day as an adult Mm -hmm. like i still had to address and deal deal with things mentally that i was told Mm -hmm. that i would never do or could not do because of my sexuality when people and I, I will also say another thing that people of our culture feel inferior of dominant females 
Mm-hmm. That's another aspect too. On that, top of that, on top yes, of yes, on top of being that, yes, yes, LGBT, and and I know as um, gay men, you all experience it as well when it comes mm-hmm. to other men who are inferior of the dominancy. Because I don't know any gay male that does not have superior work quality, mm-hmm. superior standards when it comes to preference or decision-making in life in general, Yeah. okay? So with that being said, the heterosexual male tends to judge and discriminate towards gay men just because of that. Yeah. I, I don't like it, I don't like it. It's, it's, not, it's not something that should even be thought of, mm-hmm. that we are all brothers and sisters of God's land, yeah. and that's how it should be, or most high, whatever you believe in. You don't have to have... And then I always thought about this. If you want to have a successful business, you know, this is just my preference. You need to have some gay men on it, some yeah. gay women on it, some black women. Don't even matter if, if they're no um, matter. Uh, no matter color. Or, yeah, but but and, and women, period. This is I really believe like the key to some successful businesses. Look at Biden's cabinet right now in the presidency. Yeah. Full of women, full of women. They, I, they just get the job done, but yeah, they don't. They don't get the recognition or the, some of the opportunities as our male counterparts but that's a whole nother yeah. podcast for a different day okay <laughs> okay <laughs> that's whole... <laughs> yeah but um so a, we'll so we'll follow up with that podcast we'll, yes, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a part two on that <laughs> okay we have to take a quick little break please please don't go anywhere we got more tea to spill on the game day tea welcome back to the game day tea i'm your host d gill and i am talking to my former classmate nikki goodson but uh, yes. it's just like what you said you were it was hard for you growing up now yes. that you're an adult what would you tell your uh 6th 7th 8th ninth grader self right now if you had a oh, chance to do that oh if i if i had a chance to go back i would probably tell myself to continue mm-hmm. to do what you do i stopped a lot of things that i wanted to do because of other people's preference of my own my life Mm -hmm. Um, there was a lot of things that I didn't do that I wanted to do that I didn't accomplish listening to others tell me that I shouldn't do this oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that so Mm -hmm. I I say I guess saying listen to what they tell you but still continue to be yourself and make your own decision as to what you want to do with your life Mm -hmm. that's powerful that's powerful you know, because uh, like you said, the the impact to that other people, the 50 and above crowd now that yeah. had on our lives, telling us what to do, telling us what we can't do, why yeah. we can't do it. And uh, yeah. for another part three episode, Nikki, and a okay. lot of it was based off of a religion, but that's another, that's like a that's part another, three. We're going to get into that. We're, we're, we're definitely <laughs> you know, going to get into that because you know. this preference, I feel like, I feel like, like now, like mm-hmm. once I found out I wasn't going to hell. Mm. for me being who i am when i was you. like what it's a, it's <laughs> wait a, a minute <laughs> i'm religious too and you know i finally had to accept that that you know yes. okay all sins are sins that's why yes. jesus wait equally on the cross but that's like i said that's another episode but um so so you were at the high school level you were pretty darn good we touched on it but now we're really going to get into it uh okay. so good that you actually 
got an opportunity to play at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tell me how that was for you, that experience. Oh my God, very, very cultural experience. So Mm -hmm. um, being that I mentioned earlier, I had the academics and I also was an athlete, a star athlete. I led Mm -hmm. DeKalb County in home runs, um, leaderboard on home runs. So um, I was also a catcher um, playing, you know, high school and recreational ball. So with that being said, um, I was very dedicated to softball. Softball was my outlet. My parents were, you know, having a lot of things going on at the house. Mm -hmm. So softball was my getaway. I would go on the field and I would lay everything out when Mm -hmm. it came to things I was experiencing at home, things I was going through in life, things that people were telling me to do and not to do. I laid it on the field and it showed my stats. You can Google me. I have stats listed online for high school and collegiate level. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I had a lot of recruiters and scouters on my repertoire trying to recruit me when Mm -hmm. I was in high school. So the coach from, I had a lot of coaches come, okay? But I was the type of person back then, if I don't see the money breakdown or the full scholarship, you know, information visually, I, you know, hey, coach, I know, you know, you're here to look at good recruits, but I need Mm -hmm. to see the breakdown. So the coach from Southern University came. Her name was Nancy Marshall. Um, She's no longer with the university. I'm not going to disclose why, but um, yeah, she's no longer with the the university. But thank you for, um, I just want to thank her for giving me the opportunity to go and display my talent uh, in the South region, Mm -hmm. in the swag. um region so I want to thank her for that so um she came to Atlanta it was an expo at Browns Mill Recreational Park um locally and she came and she spotted me at the expo now at the expo I hit like five home runs just regularly off batting practice that made me stand out there were there were people older than me at the expo Mm -hmm. I was just a young kid out there giving it my all because I knew people were coming to this expo, like top people were coming to this expo. So I performed very well. And that day she offered my mother, um, talked to my parents and said, look, I want to give your daughter a full scholarship to a division one school out of, out of high school to come play softball at Southern university. And that's how I ended up at Southern. Wow. That's amazing. Good journey. And what was like, what was like your experience as Southern, like being a member of the LGBTQ community? Oh my God. Um, I would say at Southern, it was very different. It was Mm. very different. How so? In in Georgia, we are home of Southern hospitality. Mm -hmm. Um, You can visibly tell that I'm gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) by the way that I dress I'm very comfortable in my clothes okay Mm -hmm. you can tell that I'm a lesbian by the way that I look so when I got to Louisiana it was a lot of looks a lot of turned faces a lot of who's that she's a new athlete and and people always have a stereotype that all athletes are gay anyway Mm -hmm. whether it's male or female oh it's an athlete they're gay you know Mm -hmm. just like people perceive people in the music industry yeah. oh it's just an artist they're gay you know yeah. like that type thing so mm-hmm. with that being said it was very different um my team I think my personality saves me from people's preference of negativity 
towards mm. me being a LGBT, um, part of the LGBT community. Wow. Um, so I w- yes, so I want people to understand that you could be who you are and people not be judgmental of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak for everybody because I, everybody is different. But if you have a good, good spirit, you know, a good mindset, you know, behind even it's it's your lifestyle, live it, you know, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But outside of that, your person, your character, your individuality as to why people even speak to you in the first place Mm -hmm. has to be up to par for people not to even judge you. And I understand that, you know, Mm -hmm. so with that being said, a lot of the older coaches they would help me. They would ask me. They never looked at me as like, oh, that's the gay girl. They looked at me as like, no, that's the star athlete. Yeah. Do you need any help? You know, can we help you with anything? You know, mm-hmm. do you need any more tutoring for class and stuff like that? Do you need to, you know, any rise to games and stuff like that? They mm-hmm. were they were more helping to me knowing I was from out of state, but I was bringing people in to their city. Mm-hmm. from other states just off of you know me being who I am and and just being that person I was very supportive of other LGBTQ athletes and I think that's when they really gave me my I guess respect in some form mm-hmm. because I helped bridge that gap between homophobic elders and the youth that were dealing with these things just to not control what they already think but to help them open their mind to understand somebody else's life from a different perspective that's but yeah a, it was, that's it was a, a different kudos experience. to you for doing that because um when we were in college what 2007 was our freshman yes. year uh there there wasn't really many resources out there on, right. I went to Bethune Cookman University in the Archibald. Okay, College, so. <laughs> you know, so but there wasn't any, to my knowledge, any like groups out there. We right. we stuck together. That's what we did. Members Y'all of the LGBTQ together. community, we stuck together. But now there's so much more information out there, more coaching clinics out there to how to um, yes. support LGBTQ plus um, members on their team, and hopefully we can just get that going, especially at the yeah. HBCU level. Historically, yes. black college yes. historically back black college university black level college. we need that we really yes need and that. we need more of it now than ever mm-hmm. especially with times changing and i think that's something that we could probably start you know kind of partner up and 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 at least start something at each college for that yes. you know to help at least the college understand that these people are going to be who they are mm-hmm. they're already secluded they're already categorized categorized so why not offer something to help them with the problems that they have so that they can focus? You all want the graduating numbers, but I know personally people who are struggling mentally mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, growing up homophobic, growing up um, being abused, and they can't even focus on their work at a collegiate level because they're so, their mind is so mm-hmm. bobbled with things trying to balance and trying to be accepted and trying to you know, do this yeah. and do that to fit in to even be normal. Like, Let alone the athletic performance um, being exactly. sacrificed on top of that. Exactly. And if even you're athletes, that's what I'm saying. Exactly, for athletes, yeah. So if you are listening to this podcast right now and you are on the college campus or you know somebody on the college campus or you've been on the college campus and you know these type of support groups, please direct message me on Instagram, Twitter, at yeah. dgiltm, D-G-I-L-T-M. Nikki, what's your handles? Where can they find you? 
um, to um, you can find me at Goodson Services, G O O D I N C dot services on Instagram, or you can call me directly. I have an assistant, Marika would gladly direct you to me. Um, my number is 404 area code 988 2705. If you need to just talk or vent, or you need any help or guidance with your lifestyle or things that you have going on that you just want to talk to somebody who understands what you're going through, you can call me or Darius Digil <laughs> on those platforms to reach us. And we have no problem sitting down, talking with you to see how we can help you yep. in any form, male or female, mm -hmm. whatever. It does not matter what yep. you identify as. Yeah, just exactly. Them, they, whatever, whatever. Um, Cause that's, that support is needed. And um, yes. especially in our African American, American yes. community, but we're not limited to that. But I just know Nikki, if I had somebody to yes. talk to to talk to back then in high school that yes. would have been so monumental to me yeah you know? and, and it yes. sucks because some of the people that tried to talk to me at mm. that time were also trying to get in my pants yeah but that's that, part four you have to be that's, that's yes, part that, four <laughs> yes. See, that's part now four we're talking of, that's um, podcast so yes. i just want to let you know we're this, definitely going to get that <laughs> yeah because so i have a uh, few stories for that one mm -hmm. it's teachers and all okay oh, yes college <laughs> administration and all but anyways yes. um so <laughs> No, but I just want to let you know personally, myself, and I'm pretty sure Nikki, uh, we you can find a safe place with us. Yes. So we have a safe haven. Everything is disclosed. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need to, you know, definitely speak on things that you're going through. Give us a call. Yeah, and so uh, to wrap this interview up, I could spend a whole nother hour with you, Nikki. But uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're gonna I, segment segment one. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you doing this because you just brought me back to so many memories, good and bad, honestly, yes. about uh, what we go through. And, you know, you need that in life to stay mm -hmm. grounded and humble and know where you come from. Yes. You know, um, it's like I, I I pride myself on being living out here in California in the Bay Area and being able to go to the beach every weekend, only 30, 45 minutes away. But it wasn't always like that for me. And, you know, I, and I really struggled you know, being a member of the LGBTQ community, uh, not being who I am. And so I'm proud of who I am. And I just want to say thank you for coming on because uh, you exhibit from your background too to where you are now. So I just wanted to say uh, thank you for coming on. I, I really, for, and I know you're a busy, 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 busy woman. So, um, for those of you who don't know, like Nikki, y'all, she does her, her some of everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm let you just plug plug right now because, like, you, I see you putting up chandeliers, yes. uh, doing this and that. What are some of the things that yes. you do, Nikki? Um, yeah, so I'm a female contractor. Um, I do everything except for except for electrical, plumbing, and HVAC. I contract out for those, but anything else, I do. Um, so I deal with residential and some commercial properties when it comes to real estate, housing, repairs, upgrades, remodels. I do that. Mm -hmm. I am also a licensed barber and master cosmetologist. <laughs> so um, I groom a lot of celebrities and I cut over 80% of the LGBT community in the South. Wow. Okay. So most of everybody who sits in my chair 
it's a part of the LGBT community. So it's more than just a haircut. Yeah. More than just a cut. You know, they, somebody... we all need counseling. We all need guidance. Mm-hmm. We all need it. You know, that could, that could be a whole podcast for you in itself, Nikki. <laughs> the the yeah. barber's chair, you know, and y'all just talking about LGBTQ like, topics and like where you, your background and um, how you're doing, what you're doing. You yeah. know, that would be pretty, pretty dope. It's like, hey, you want to get this haircut, but let's also do this uh, podcast. Yes. Right now. Yes. So, um, that, that we can be. definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I'll be in Cali soon. So um, okay. right now I'm building a mobile. It's in effect right now. It's probably about maybe 40% finished. Um, I still have a long way to go with it, but mm-hmm. I'm building a mobile studio right now as we speak. So <laughs> I will be locally there yeah, in Cali soon, definitely go. before the end of the year. All right. To come visit and we could do a podcast live on, on the on the bus. You know, I would love to do that. COVID has really just screwed and, all that up. I started this podcast last year for those of you all that are listening. But um, and so live podcast is just kind of out the window but i got my second shot and nothing mm-hmm. knock on wood okay. <laughs> no, nothing so crazy right okay. you know i've been good so um but okay, yeah, I, i'm starting to feel comfortable opening it back up to the idea of that but if you enjoy this podcast please check out all of my other podcasts um on your favorite podcast hosting site apple spotify uh at the game day t on our sports platform and nikki thank you for coming out i always end my interviews with saying be true be you and be fierce okay okay all right thank you for having me be gill and be true be you and be fierce there you go take care y'all all All right